0: Thank you. Welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm Carol Van Dam in Washington, and here are some of the stories making news across South Sudan this Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. The EU sanctions two South Sudanese commissioners for reportedly orchestrating violence against women. A ministry official calls the move unhelpful.
1: We are shocked and we are surprised to see uh, this kind of uh, sanction. What we are saying is that sanctions would not help the, the country to move forward.
0: And education experts in South Sudan try to get more women involved in math and science careers.
2: The reason behind most of the girls are fearing from we have physics, chemistry and maths. Mostly because they say the science section is very difficult. But that is why they are going to what to art section because of history, geography. They can cram it or memorise it easily.
0: We'll have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. The South Sudan government says it's surprised by the European Union's sanctioning of two South Sudanese officials for their role in perpetrating violence and other rights abuses against women. A South Sudan foreign affairs official urged the EU to lift those sanctions, calling them unproductive. Dengai Deng reports for VOA
3: from Boer. On Tuesday, one day before International Women's Day, the EU sanctioned officials in South Sudan, Russia, Afghanistan and three other countries for violence and rights abuses against women. Mayandit County Commissioner Gadluang Oth and Coach County Commissioner Gordon Kong Bial were the two South Sudanese officials sanctioned by the EU for the alleged widespread and systematic use of sexual violence as a war tactic. The EU also said that two men instrumentalized violence as a reward for men participating in the conflict. Deng Ding, South Sudan's deputy minister for foreign affairs and international cooperation, says he was shocked by the EU
1: sanctions. We are shocked and we are surprised to see uh, this kind of uh, sanction. What we are saying is that sanctions could not help the, the country to move forward. And we are ready, as a government to discuss and to negotiate and to address all the issues in the context of the peace agreement and our bilateral relation with the European Union.
3: In its latest report released on Tuesday, the UN Commission on Human Rights in South Sudan said it found impunity is a major driver of human rights abuses and humanitarian crisis in South Sudan, which continued to cause immense trauma and suffering for civilians. Commission member Andrew Clapham, who presented the report to the Human Rights Council in Geneva, said it's surprising officials who committed the crimes still hold public
4: office. Our reports document how government officials directed militia to carry out widespread killings, systematic rape and forced displacement of civilians in Lear County. This is an area considered to be loyal to the opposition. The attackers completely destroyed the livelihood of communities who were already experiencing famine-like conditions. Those bearing the responsibility for these human rights violations have faced no sanction and remain in their government positions.
3: Deng argues the government did not remove the commissioners because it had to establish facts.
1: You know, you have to find out and establish first where are the problem, so that you can be able to make an informed action. You cannot just rush to the decision and, and remove official because you have here, you have heard, without concrete evidence that can uh, support any decision that will be made by the government. The entire area of Bantu, the entire area of Koich and Mayendit and Lair was flooded. And so people were displaced, dislocated in their homes. And so the priority of government was to now See how to rescue the lives of the entire population that was uh, overwhelmed by the, by the floods.
3: They helped to lift the sanctions against the Coach and Mayandit commissioners.
1: We are asking our international partners that we are ready to cooperate with them and to help for them to help us in the area that we need help uh, as a government. And, and so we, we encourage uh, the European Union to open the window. And to leave the sanction, this sanction will not, be, will not really help.
3: A few months ago, the United Kingdom imposed sanctions on the same two commissioners, accusing them of directing and overseeing rapes, beheadings and other crimes in their counties. The UN mission in South Sudan said in April last year that at least 72 civilians were killed and 64 women and girls were raped between February and April in Unity State. Violence engulfed to Unity State last year. After Mayom County authorities killed three rebel generals by firing a squad and burnt another general alive after receiving alleged information that rebels killed the commissioner of Mayom County. For VOA News, I am Dengai Inborn. Well, as you
0: just heard, this is International Women's Day, and in South Sudan, some education experts are concerned about the minute number of women that are entering the fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, or referred to as STEM. One lecturer at the University of Juba says gender stereotypes are common in the country, which is all the more reason to encourage girls to study STEM projects. My young David Mayar has the story for VOA from Juba.
5: In just a few days, students will be taking final examinations for the South Sudan Certificate of Secondary Education. Oliver Wani, deputy head teacher at Juba Day Secondary School, says far more girls have registered for the arts
2: rather than science subjects. Uh, The number of girls in this year is almost 125. We have 49 in science and 76 in what? In arts. The reason behind most of the girls are fearing from we have physics, chemistry and maths. Mostly because they say the science section is very difficult, but that is why they are going to what to art section because of history, geography, they can cram it or memorise it easily.
5: 19-year-old Akima Zakaria is preparing to sit for art subjects in the upcoming end of secondary school examinations. Zakaria says she and many other girls are unable to study science subjects because they are forced to do many house showers and have no time to study. The science subjects is a lot of work. You can't go
4: home and then be told to do all this work, do this, do that, do this, yeah. And after that, you settle down to begin with chemistry, physics, math, all at a go. It's, It's very hard. So that's why most of us decide to do arts. Zakria says she's the only
5: girl in a family of six siblings, which means she's expected to do all the house chores, including the cooking and the laundry. A nonprofit called Women in Science, Technology, Engineering and Mathematics in South Sudan is trying to inspire and empower South Sudanese women and girls to pursue science courses. Haban John, a member of the nonprofit and lecturer of chemical engineering at the University of Juba, says the field of IT, science and math are male dominated. The society plays
4: uh, a very huge role in helping girls whether to believe in themselves to join these fields or not so automatically you will know that okay science is not going to work for you because you are a girl and you need for example to help your mom at home do this and that and that so and i think this can contribute in a way or another but it's not the main issue if you believe in yourself and if you really want to do something, you can overcome anything that can stand in your way. Lual says some women working with women in science, technology,
5: engineering, and mathematics in South Sudan have carried out several initiatives and formed groups to help young girls follow a practical step by step plan to pursue science courses. Lual says the nonprofit tells girls to believe in themselves.
4: We are God creation, and God created us equally in his own image. So I believe we have uh, same capabilities when it comes into knowledge and uh, um, thinking, you know, smartness and all this. So there's nothing called that because he's a boy, he's smarter than you as a girl.
5: Rual says just getting more girls enrolled in school is a huge problem in South Sudan. Kate Crawford, Mission Director of the United States Agency for International Development, or USAID, says women and girls are key to any nation's success.
6: No nation can reach its full potential without empowering women and girls. USAID is supporting women and girls in South Sudan to realize their rights and reach their potential, including their essential role in helping South Sudan achieve lasting peace at the grassroots national U.S. aid funds a
5: number of initiatives that empower women and girls, including expanding their access to education, health care, clean water, and sanitation, and helping prevent and respond to gender-based violence. According to the World Bank, South Sudanese women and girls are far less likely to complete primary and secondary education than boys. It is estimated that seven girls per 10 boys attend primary school, and only five girls for every 10 boys enroll in secondary education. Ministry of Education officials say 35% of the students registered for the upcoming certificate of secondary education are girls. For VOA News, Amanyang David Mayor in Juba.
0: As South Sudan marks International Women's Day, some activists say customary practices in the country continue to contribute to the marginalization of women's rights, especially when it comes to acquiring land. A World Women's Day event was organized in Juba today to address the obstacles women routinely face, especially while trying to acquire property, as we hear from Waki, Suman, Waki Simon Wudu
7: in Juba. If you don't- do you
2: have witnesses? Thank you for listening. To you. <laughs> <laughs> Dozens of women and activists gathered at the Central Equatorial State Women's Union Centre for a roundtable discussion that focused on deepening understanding of the challenges women face in acquiring property, including land. The discussion was organized by the Greater Equatorial Land Alliance under the theme Promote Gender Equality Through Innovative Technology Towards a Better South Sudan. Dorothy Drabuga, coordinator of the Alliance, says today's event was not just about addressing the obstacles women face on a day-to-day basis.
8: We are looking at this day as a global day to celebrate the achievements of women. Uh, which can be socio-economic, cultural and political. And also we are using it uh, to raise awareness to the people about discrimination and about the importance of the women's land rights. That's why this this, uh, this roundtable discussion was about the promotion and protection of uh, women's land rights in South Sudan.
2: Attendees also discussed the South Sudan Women's Land Rights Agenda, an initiative developed by the South Sudan Ministry of Lands and that of Gender, Child and Social Welfare aimed at addressing the challenges facing women in acquiring land, Drabuga says.
8: When you look at the local government act, it talks about um, that the land belongs to the people of South Sudan. And the thinking of people, when we talk of land belonging to the people of South Sudan, they are only thinking men. This is so because when we look at the customary laws, a woman is not supposed to own land. Because you are a woman, you will be married.
2: The event drew legal practitioners, academics, lawmakers and officials in the National Ministry of Lands. The stakeholders taking part in the discussion agreed that customary practices in South Sudan have contributed to the marginalization of women from acquiring and inheriting property to keeping women at lower levels of economic prosperity than men. Josephine Chanderu, a legal expert and a director at the NGO Stewart Women, says traditional practices and mindsets in the country continue to negatively affect Women.
7: Women are viewed under customs as property, so if you are property, property cannot own another property. Uh, secondly, for you to acquire land, you need to have um, national identification. So if you don't have national identification, you cannot acquire land in your own names. Definitely the land will be acquired in the names of another person.
2: Chandero says women in South Sudan sometimes cannot acquire loans... For from banks under the current system either. She urges the government to take deliberate measures to allow women to buy land, acquire loans, and to speak to local chiefs to create awareness for understanding.
7: Customer law is uh, marginalising women in such a way that women are viewed uh, as wealthy. So as a woman, when uh, you get married and a lot of dowry is paid, that means you become the owner of the person who paid the dowry again you cannot begin to own property here from your very own home you are looked as uh, someone who doesn't belong here you belong to another family so You cannot begin to inherit land in your own family.
2: George Riti Richard, Director for Land at the Ministry of Lands, Housing and Urban Development, says there are two laws that govern issues related to land management, one of which is antiquated.
1: Some uh, customs is denying rights of women. Like, as I told you, when we are uh, doing the, 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 the woman access to land, with UN Habitat, in some places, some communities, they used to say that, "How can property own property? Because my wife is like my property. I pay too much dowry on it, and how comes she will own a property?"
2: Richard agrees that the government should create more awareness on the rights of women in South Sudan. For view News, I'm Waki Simon Wodo in Juba.
0: You are listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Coming up, a look behind the curtain with the First Lady of the United States and her goal of sending more girls to school. Find out more after the break.
4: South Sudan in Focus is now on WhatsApp. Send us a message on plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one. Tell us what's happening in your area or give us your feedback on the stories you hear on South Sudan in Focus. We look forward to hearing from you on WhatsApp. That number again, plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one
0: one. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America. Some South. Both Sudanese women in Juba say they have seen a bit of improvement in the status of women. They say more women have leadership positions now and are engaged in public affairs compared to the past. Activist Samila Abdullah says after the signing of the 2018 peace deal, which mandated that women fill 35 percent of government positions, more women have joined political and economic spaces in the country. Viola Elias has more for VOA from Juba.
9: A South Sudanese women rights activist in Juba says, South Sudanese women have experienced positive changes after the country gained its independence in 2011. Shamila Abdallah says before South Sudan became a country, few women participated in the political, economic and social activities. After the signing of the 2018 peace agreement, which mandated that women fill 35 percent of government position, Abdullah says more women have joined political and economic spaces in the country. And she says, more South Sudanese women are now receiving education and participating in nation building. At least we've seen women have actually been encouraged to go to school. They're going to school. You at least see women movement from one the corridor to the other in the name of participation in the country, building up the country, be it economically, be it uh, socially. Women are able to interact than other before still Abdallah says, South Sudanese women suffer many forms of injustices. The security is a problem. Justice is a problem. We are looking forward to see the government is bringing justice into place. So many women are being battered. So many women are being violated. So many women are, are having rape cases, young girls and all that. But you find there's no justice in place, you know. We don't have a country justice. Auma Konsi, another South Sudanese resident of Juba, says she is glad to see many women becoming more educated and aware of their rights as compared to past years Says South Sudanese women are joining movements with the goal of achieving lasting peace in the country.
4: We're seeing women groups coming together as feminists, as women developers at national levels, at state levels, and now we want to also go down to the grassroots levels. We are so happy for the social gatherings and the social connections that the women of South Sudan are really forming, especially towards the drive to. In peace.
9: She encourages women across the country to speak with one voice so that they can achieve their positions in society. Juba resident Mariam Susan says the peace deal which led to the appointment of more women to government position is a positive step. There are a lot of changes that have happened. There are a lot of processes that have been followed. As far as participation of women is concerned, even in the peace agreement, you find that in the past, women have been neglected on the table. When it comes to peace discussion of matters concerning peace, women in South Sudan have been neglected, have been kept in the kitchen. This Women's International Day's theme, Digital Innovation and Technology for Gender Equality, highlights the role of innovative technology in promoting gender equality. For VOA News, I am Viola Elias in Juba.
0: Many South Sudanese women gathered in the capital, Juba, to celebrate the International Women's Day today, and we asked some of them to describe what the day means to them.
9: Uh, my name is Rachel Shivachi, uh, uh, head of sales and marketing at Kush Bank. And uh, today is a day we celebrate the women in all aspects of life all over the world. And I believe the reason why we celebrate and we should keep celebrating is to appreciate the women in our lives, our mothers, our sisters. Uh, I'm called Saitun Rogota. Today is a very precious day for all women. To me, it's a day that women are recognized and valued for all their contributions in the world. We as mothers, many times our roles are not seen by many, and yet we play a very great role in the society, even at home and in the whole world in general. My name is Susanna Wal. Uh, actually, I'm very happy today you know, to be called a woman because this day means a lot to me personally because it's a day that always shows me that I'm worth. Uh, whatever hard work I'm putting in in my life, in the life of others, is being recognized and always celebrated on this day. I'm so happy and happy for every woman outside there who's being
5: celebrated. My name is uh, Eric and I'm the CEO of the loading foundation um, this day or even this month um, is is a really important um, celebration of women and what we continue to accomplish uh, by setting the boundaries um, a bit higher and also paving the way for the for the young ladies coming behind us especially here in South Sudan we uh, we really need To celebrate this day a lot more and even every single day because a lot of our young girls need our backing in so many avenues, whether it's in business or it's in education or even in
7: protection of women and young girls in this country. So happy International Women's Day.
4: My name is Atangor. For me personally,
9: it's it's a day to recognize all the women that came before us, what they have done, the way the the trailblazer that paved the way to every single thing that we have today. It's it's a day to celebrate them, celebrate the future, celebrate the current women and what they're
7: doing for women every day. Okay, my name is Marina Modi and uh, this day means uh, a day that we have to reflect uh, every year on the progresses that, that we are making as women and uh, to see also some of the gaps and the things that are still lagging behind and how we can put our efforts collectively with all the allies and the partners that we have uh, so that we advance uh, our status in the society and also improve in the different uh, aspects that relate to our development as women. My name is Rachel
8: Hakim. I'm the CEO of the Hakim's empire and founder of GoGoPlay. So this day today, it means to me power, prosperity, success as a woman in South Sudan and entire planet. I'm so glad that today's theme really matches and so relevant to what I do, tech. It is a beautiful thing that brings out together
0: every year, spread peace through a click of a cord. Hi, my name is Sari Meding. Um, International Women's Day means to me that I can live the hopes and dreams of my mother who just passed away about 40 days ago, the hopes and dreams of my aunties who have gone all over the world internationally known they were to support young women, encourage them, build them up, empower them. And so, for me, this day is so significant in that I've never really celebrated it before, um, not before moving to South Sudan, Um, but now I look at this day, this month of women's history and celebrating women as my call to, you know, reach back and pull young women up and alongside me. Some voices there of people attending a Women's Day luncheon in Juba. Our thanks to reporter Juliana Sayapai for that audio. United Nations Women and the U.N. is celebrating Global Women's Day under the theme Digital Innovation and Technology for Gender Equality. In several African countries, far less girls attend school than boys do to a number of factors, including cultural norms and a lack of education funding. VOA White House correspondent Anita Powell recently accompanied First Lady Jill Biden on a five-day tour to Namibia and Kenya. And in the second and final part of our conversation, she tells me about Dr. Biden's efforts to to encourage more families to send their girls to school millions of girls in several African countries like South Sudan do not go to school the government has made efforts to turn that around but cultural norms are still very very prominent in these countries and girls are just not encouraged by their families to attend school did she talk about that in particular
6: not only did she talk about, she did not bring up South Sudan in particular, I just want to stress that, but not not only did she talk about the role that education plays in the lives of young women and how they can go on to impact society, but just the fact of her being there as an educator who has made this her life's work. As you know, at eight 8.30 on Tuesday and Thursday mornings, she is Dr. Biden teaching at a class at a community college, you know, i want to say 20 miles from where we are right now in the washington dc metropolitan area exactly so she she not only talked about that but she kind of showed um, that by being an educator she's truly you know this is this is her life's work yeah she's she's there she's doing it she's she demonstrated active. it Did you ever get a chance to speak with Dr. Biden,
0: you know, one on one? And if so, what did she say um, about her experiences on the trip or whatever you wanted to talk to her about?
6: So, Carol, I did get to talk to Dr. Biden at 1 a.m. on the tarmac in Naples. And I have to tell you, that was an off the record conversation. But what I can tell you Mm. is that she said that this was a life changing trip for her. This is her sixth visit to Africa. So I really like to know a bit more about what she meant by that but uh, she clearly took on a lot of the information that she heard, and she was constantly seeking more information from everywhere there, much like a teacher, much like an educator, much like an academic. And a mother. Yes, and a mother. And she did really flex her mom power on this trip. She brought along her granddaughter. And when I say mom power, I mean that in every sense of the word, because if you look in your own life, Who's more powerful than your mom? Exactly. That's a great place
0: to end it. (laughs) Thanks, Anita. Thank you. That is VOA White House correspondent Anita Powell speaking with me here in Washington. And a statement from U.S. President Joe Biden on International Women's Day released by the White House today says, International Women's Day honors a truth we live every day, that women and girls are essential to success and progress in every aspect of our society. Promoting opportunities for women and girls strengthens security, stability and prosperity for everyone. that'll do it for us on this wednesday don't forget to check out voaafrica.com for all your favorite programs and news updates if you missed this broadcast by some chance slide on over to www.voaafrica.com backslash south sudan We now leave you with the song Sakote by Mama Tutu. I'm your host, Carol Van Damme in Washington. On behalf of our producer, Kwame Afori, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here tomorrow for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America.